who's a fat boy? Right. We're here in the end of July. It is almost August. It is definitely the last podcast Fat Boy episode of July. I'll be coming to you next week. I know I've been kind of getting away from it a bit. I haven't been uh, doing it, you know, sticking to the weeks. That's okay. Because I haven't had a lot to report back. You know, if I'm not making an effort, it's very difficult to sit here and tell you people that I'm doing nothing. Uh, you know, I, I, I've still only been to the gym three times since I renewed my membership over a month ago. I think it's been a month since I've been there, uh, or over a month. I'm, I was going to go today. I was going to go today, but I, uh, I decided not to, uh, well, you know, you just, you, you run out of time. What am I supposed to do here? Okay. I got stuff to do. I got a busy week. You know, I'm going out of town next week. I got stuff I got to do before then. You know, the gym might not be on that list. Uh, I, I might go. I might go. I might, after I do this podcast, I might uh, uh, throw down a nice protein shake. Uh, as I talked about in the last episode, the new Vega proteins, which I also have not had since the last podcast I did. That's okay, guys. You know, you go up, you go down. Um, what can you do? I'm a, I'm a broken down grilled cheese is what I am. Uh, speaking of broken down grilled cheese, if you don't know what it is, it, it's essentially when you're too lazy to fry it up on the stove. So you just make toast and then, you know, slap the cheese in the middle with some butter and, uh, that's it. You know, that's a broken down grilled cheese for you. Um, you know what? It, it's fine. It's not going to be as gooey. It kind of slightly melts, but the, you know this is this is Toronto. This is the rat race, folks. I don't have time. I don't have time to to make grilled cheese on the stove. Okay, what do you expect? What do you what do you want from me? My God, broken down grilled cheese. I do love it though. Uh, I did buy uh, you know uh, trying to help with my nutrition. Every once in a while, you know, I go to the store and it's like, yeah, when, when I've been eating kind of poorly, I feel like I ate every single morsel of food last week out. I feel like I gave Uber Eats their stock options on uh, some new employees, amount of money I spent. You know the thing that fucking sucks about Uber Eats now? Oh, and Uber itself. They found a way to incorporate tipping finally. Yep, that's right. When you take Uber or you order Uber Eats after you get your to your destination or your food is delivered, you'll get a little message saying, hey, why don't you rate your dude and give him a bit of a tip? Now, I got no problem with tipping them. And I know Uber is a horrible fucking company. And they, you know, every, I don't even know if they have a boss anymore. I don't know who, what, what the hell's going on there. It's fucked up. Uh, but... The problem is, is that, you know, with Uber Eats, you you order a meal for 50 bucks or something like that. They should take off the delivery fee and just leave it all for tips. But they're not going to do that because you goddamn know that the the driver isn't getting that delivery fee. So I got to pay a delivery fee and I got a tip on top of that. It's like it's it's getting a little, little nuts, Uber Eats. You're supposed to be the cheaper option. Now you're just you're just for lazy people who want to use an app. 
and don't want to call like the old days, get out the, the, the old phone book, call up the pizza place, talk to someone on the phone while they, 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 uh, you know, they got all the stains on them and they're, they're, they're resting it on the neck, uh, the phone, you know, and they're, they're taking your order, writing it down on a piece of paper, you know, you don't want to do that no more, I guess. That's okay. It is a lot easier to do Uber Eats, but I, you know, it's just, it's, you know, Uber, all that stuff, you can really feel it going down now because people are going to start using it. It's like, is this going to affect my rating if I don't like tip somebody? Jeez Louise, guys, it's tough. So yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of Uber Eat, Uber eating out last week. And uh, after I go through that process, and that was just one of the unhealthy things I did last week. Uh, the, uh, I'll get to the other stuff in a bit. Um, but what I did try to do today was like, you know, I, I get some like tofu slices, you know, some, some alternative deli meats that, that are, are not meat based that are, uh, you know, vegans best option at having a sandwich that feels like a pastrami or a chicken or whatever. Right. So I get this tofu some kind of tofu slices. So they're supposed to be a deli meat kind of substitute. And when I open the package, now they it always looks disgusting. They they haven't made it look good yet. They don't know how, I don't think. That's okay. Time will tell if they can do that. But this stuff, it looked like um you know how there were people who fought in World War One and they would get injured and then uh, say they got shot in the arm? And they would wrap a bandage around that arm once they maybe sewed it shut or whatnot. Um, and then, you know, 80 years passed or how long it's been. And here we are now. And uh, some of those bandages that were used are in museums now. And they, you know, they're for people to know, like, what medics had to do back then when someone got hurt. And uh, they're behind glass and they're they're yellow and they're like just this crusty yellow bandage and eh, you know eh, that's all you need to see to know. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, anyways, that's what the deli meats look like. <laughs> the alternative deli meats. First thing I thought of was World War One when I opened the package. It was like <laughs> this is this is um, well, yeah. If I, if I'm not going to eat it, then I'll, I would definitely you know wrap it around a cut. But, uh, you know, some kind of uh, something going on on my leg, you know? Fucking wrap that shit around. It looks so fucked up. Boy, it's like, they, it's like they're just, they're, they don't even care anymore. Because, you know, when you're buying that stuff, guys, you can't just, don't, don't eat it on its own. Don't just rip off one of those bandages and place it on your tongue like a gold member in his dead skin. Um... It's uh, not going to taste good. It's just going to taste like, uh, you know, a, a, a tofu bandage, you know. So either wrap up your cut with it or put it on a sandwich and load it up with, you know, some some cheese. You can put some day of cheese in there. That's fine. Uh, a little bit of lettuce, you know, mustard, uh, barbecue sauce, even anything to hide what that actually tastes like on its own. And then it's fine. You got yourself a nice little sandwich, jam-packed with protein, and you're not having any of that animal DNA flooding into your body and, you know, uh, just adding another little thin glint of uh, fat on your arteries. So I did that today. I'm not looking forward to eating more. There's a lot of bandage slices left. 
But uh, you know, you got to make these healthy choices. You know, it, it, it's the attempt. You know, you, you might not be able to, uh, you know, fucking keep it. Oh, hello. Okay, there's. No, that sounds. Let me just fix the gain here. There we go. <clears throat> um. Yeah, you know, I, I'm struggling to be healthy, as you can tell. I'm struggling to be healthy. Um. I uh, was offered to go for an audition for a character named Backney, who, uh, you know, is just a guy in a basement who plays Warcraft and and has a horrible skin condition on his back because he doesn't shower and eats poorly. And uh, it hit a little too close to home, and I don't usually turn down auditions, and I refuse to go to this one. And I'm proud of myself, okay? I'm proud of myself, because I can't, I don't want a career where I'm, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm that guy. I think, yeah, I could obviously play that guy if I had to, but I'm not interested in that. That's not why I got in this business. I didn't get in this business to know I was going to gain weight and, and and be chunked from Goonies the rest of my life. I don't want any of that shit. So I'm working away from that, right? I actually just booked a commercial um, and you know, I think, you know, a little bit, a little bit of the gag is that I'm not in the greatest of shape. Okay. That's fine. Um, that's what they always are when I book commercials, uh, which, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be fully the other way. Those aren't fun commercials when you're Mr. Fit fucking suck. So, you know, um, I, I, I can't really say much about the commercial. All I can say is that it's with someone who is the best at their profession. That's all I can say. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I could say more when it comes out, I guess, but this person is the best at uh, the occupation that they have chosen, and I get to be in a commercial with them, I think. Now, I'm unsure if this person will even be there. I hope they don't shoot it like that, you know, end scene in The Good Wife when Archie Punjabi and uh, Juliana Margulies hated each other so much that they just, you know, shot uh separate coverage no long shots so they they weren't even in the same room together they just like shot their own coverage separately and that was it that's how much they hated each other uh i hope this person doesn't hate me that much it's gonna really suck if that person is not there and i have to pretend that he's there so uh when if you do end up seeing me in something in the future and you see uh you know if that if that ends up being what it is You'll be able to go, ah, look at Matt. He's just trying his best to pretend. Just trying. This is uh, my eighth year in a row of booking at least a commercial. So I've booked acting jobs eight years straight, which, uh, you know, feels feels good. doesn't feel like I'm doing something right, but at least, you know, is a reminder that, that I can work in this industry if I want, right? <laughs> so, you know, I got big things coming up though, guys. Big things, big dreams, just, you know, just floating around like, like you know, low swinging balloons full of helium, you know, the ones that they ain't trying to get to the stars. They're just having a hover. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just having a fucking hover right now, trying to figure my shit out in my early turts, Okay. My early turties. So yeah, check out that commercial. It'll be probably just internet. 
Um, I probably told too many family members about it. I shouldn't have done that. I know better than that because, yeah, it'll just be internet now. And when you tell someone that it's just internet, they they don't get as excited. It's kind of like, oh, this will only play in alleys. You know, it's the same. Oh, okay. So I got to find an alley to watch it. You would think that, you know, uh, the internet is the bigger stage, but uh, people, are, people are, you know, they got a lot of little tricks to get around watching those ads online. But that's, you know, people have other tricks to us. You know, you don't, you don't want to watch fucking TV anymore because of commercials. Everybody's cutting their cable, getting Netflix, getting crazy, getting all the services. They don't care. I'm not, I'm not paying for cable. I want to watch a goddamn commercial. That's the number one thing people tell me when I tell them in commercials. Oh, I don't watch those. <laughs> it's fine. So apart, apart from eating horribly last week, I also started smoking cigarettes again. Uh, now, it's not something that I do for... I usually... It's, it's a one-pack-a-year kind of thing. And I, you know, I kind of... I kind of try to... Find that week where I'm going to need a pack of smokes. And I feel like last week was it. Um, felt a lot of stress. And I just, you know, uh, went went to the convenience store. Always feel like a teenager buying cigarettes, you know, and uh, gave a few to a couple friends. But at the end of the day, in a week, I, I smoked about 17 cigarettes. And it's very difficult because it's like always going to be that thing in my blood. It's always going to be calling me, letting me know that it wants to give me a back rub when I'm feeling too stressed. So immediately after the week's over of smoking, uh, I have to be prepared that I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to feel stressed really soon and I'm going to want to medicate myself in some way. So I have been and, you know, I'm trying to do different things to get my mind off it. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm, I'm doing now. And, you know, it's okay to have slip ups, but I don't know. I, I went for a bike ride today and it did make me feel like I've been smoking for five years or something. So I, my lungs are a little more sensitive. I I'd say I'm, I'm surprised in myself that I don't have asthma. I should have asthma. <laughs> I think, I think I have a lot of traits with asthmatic people that, you know, except for I'm not like I'm not like choking to death or anything, but it feels kind of like it. I know I'm probably mixing it up in my mind a little bit, but um, I, that's always a worry for me. Is it, am I gonna am I gonna push the line a little bit here and get asthma? Can I just get that all of a sudden? Well, with all this fucking biking around this city, I'll tell you something. Biking around this city in the summer, the city smells like shit. Absolute shit, man. I don't know. It's it's not good for you to be biking around in the city when it's smoggy and you know there's just like huge clouds of exhaust from all the cars. It's just nasty. I'm gonna have to go down to our you know Toronto Stanley Island. Don't we have one of those now where there's a nice park to bike around in uh, down by the congested lakeshore? I'm gonna have to go to uh, test that out. See what see what that's like. But yeah, I, I, this is usually when I turn off the bike. From uh, this point until like mid-September, I just don't want to bike too much unless it's like a nice cool day like it is today because cause I don't trust it. I don't trust the air, folks. That's where my paranoia is at. I don't trust air. Um, so 
Yeah, I gotta. It's it's evident. I need to force exercise. I need to literally uh, throw myself into a, a treadmill like it's a tornado and just get, you know. Uh, I, I want, because I'm shooting something on Friday, I'd like to, you know, go to the gym and think that that's going to make me lose weight in two days. So I come in and the wardrobe lady's like, oh my God, you, you said your size was this and you are four sizes smaller. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We know that. You know that. I know that. It's not going to happen. But it might even be worse if I work out. I might be bigger because, you know, you, uh, your muscles... And your fat doesn't go away right away, and you, you kind of get bigger, and you gain a bit of weight before, you know, all that shit. I've said it so many times on this podcast. So I got I to gotta do that. But you know what doesn't make me want to fucking do anything is fucking ticks. I am tired of being scared of ticks. They are coming for us. There's apparently, like, a new one that is... Uh, it's an aggressive tick that, of course, is coming up from the States. It's everything evil. All evil poison comes from there. Uh, there's a tick that will bite you, and you it'll make you allergic to red meat. So what it does is when it bites you, this type of tick will spit something called, like, alpha-gal into your blood. And that is a compound that's found in red meat. And usually when we eat it, it is totally fine. We just digest it and there's no problem. Uh, I know, you know, I know red meat's not that great for you, but, you know, we put this shit in us all the time and the body's okay with it. But when it goes into other places that it's not supposed to be, like your blood in your your bloodstream, then it gets all fucked up and you have a crazy reaction. And some people have like anaphylactic reactions and shit. And so that's that's fucking scary. I don't like the fact that they're aggressive. So now it's just like it's like they they smell you in the forest. I I, I applaud younger Matt for ever wanting to go for walks in the forest or go camping as a child. It's uh that's that's nothing I want to do anymore. I I'm like I'm to the point where I'm gonna just paint on jeans. Uh, like I'm gonna burn them into my skin. So I'm never bare. We'll put metal on it too, and then I'll make a broken down grilled cheese and eat that. But the yeah, so guys, be careful with the ticky stuff. There's all kinds of remedies that I hear work that you can you know use as a spray. Of course, you can use DEET and all that crap too. They don't like that. But uh, there's a lot of natural stuff. People spray on their dogs and stuff, and uh, they've seen a, a lot of improvements in that. So watch out for this fucking tick. But uh, if you are a vegan and if you are a serious vegan and you think you are proud, then you need to put that tattoo on your body and let one of these bastards bite you so that you are allergic to red meat the rest of your life. What do you care? You're a vegan. So um, I'll just let you know that it is called, I think it's called a white star tick. It's got like a little white dot on it or something. (laughs) So if you see that biting you, then, I don't know, be happy. Because, you know, it's it's like getting a big fucking tattoo on your back that says, like, that's like a scroll that says you're going to be vegan forever. Um, and maybe we'll find another tick that will get rid of, like, chicken and fish, too. And that is when you know you're a true vegan, when you're ready to have the tick bite. 
Uh, so we'll <laughs> see if I can round up some of these fucked up ticks from my my nightmares. If I can pop them out of a bubble in my nightmare and and give it to you, then then we'll uh, we'll do that. I'll do that for you guys, and we'll I'll set up a line in uh, Kensington Market or something. If you got the gulls, the gallstones to do it. Um, if I've turned you off to this point of the podcast, you'd be happy to know that sperm counts have declined by more than half for Western men. That is, you know, what is that? Children of men, children of the corn. It's one of those two, not corn, children of men, uh, where, yeah, people just aren't, their babies aren't being born anymore. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a huge decline over the last four decades. 50% in, um, virility is, you know, just means there's going to be a lot more, uh, IVF. Is that it? In vitro, in vitro IVF, fertilization, where they take a little spermy and they throw it in the dish and (laughs) mix it all together like watercolor painting. Um... So they, you know, it's obviously environmental factors. This does not affect me, or um, this doesn't really worry me in any way because I don't really know what I want with kids. If I want to be an old dad, maybe I want to be like a seventy-year-old first dad, first-time dad, um, kill golden orphanage for Christ's sake. Um, I don't know if I want kids. I don't know if they're in the in the cards for me, folks. Okay, my neighbor just had one. He's around my age. Uh, we hear her cry all the time, all the time. She uh, is very strong vocally, which is good. Uh, and, you know, it's just like we had this moment last night. We went out for dinner and we were locking the door. You know, we're just like, I heard that baby wail. And I just realized how the price of freedom that I had at that moment was, you know, he'd probably pay a million dollars for it. just one second of it. Um, so <laughs> we went out for dinner. It was great. <laughs> and I don't even have a goldfish. I have no responsibilities. So, guys, just so you know, if you're trying to have kids and it's hard, well, that's why, okay? Shit's fucked up down there. Everything's getting all juicy and goosey. Um, uh, what did I want to end this podcast with? Um, couple thoughts. I'll, I'll end with the cartoon paper I found an article about. I want to just talk a little bit about it. But, uh, the first thing is, is, um, there's a lot of debunkers out there now trying to, they're attacking Gwyneth Paltrow and her, her company, Goop. And, you know, Dr. Oz is also being attacked by, you know, his claims of, of, uh, flushes and cleanses and whatnot. And Gwyneth Paltrow's telling women to put, you know, jade stones in their vaginas, porous rock in their vaginas, you know, which I don't know if you know anything about porous rock, but shit can get in porous rock, including bacteria and stuff. Doesn't sound like a good idea, Gwyneth. Doesn't sound, I don't know, maybe they, maybe you boil your jade stone first. Um, I don't, I really don't think, uh, yeah, like that's pretty, pretty straightforward and i don't think that's gonna work i don't think putting rocks in your lady parts or uh steaming them you know they're self-cleaning i don't think you need to do any of that jeez louise okay what's happening gwen 
What's happening, Gwyneth? Why are you doing all this stuff? And you call it goop? Your company's called goop. Like how you, you're really, it's very hard to take you seriously. That's all I'm trying to say. So, the Toronto Sun. Now, I'm not a Toronto Sun reader per se, okay? I used to read the sports columns because my mother bought a Toronto Sun subscription when I was a child. And uh, they had a thick sports paper, and it was primarily about hockey, okay? And that's why I read it. But I still have it bookmarked because the writers are so insane, they're so far right, that I find it hilarious, some of them, you know, and they're eye-catching, and they know, they know that people hate them and having like a stupid headline or something is going to get people to click them. But Sue Ann Levy, Sue Ann Levy, she wrote, her headline was, want bike lanes? Get licensed first, cyclists. And she goes on to say that, like, here's a study here and here's a poll there. And, you know, people want bike lanes, but they also want you guys to pay. We want you to pay for insurance. We want you to go and do a drive, like a bicycle driver's test to make sure that you know how to ride a bike responsibly, how to grease your chain. And and we want you to contribute financially to the city by paying for expensive insurance and permits and whatnot, and just so they can get a shitty bike lane on Sherborne and then have it removed when drivers complain. Now, I'm a driver, and boy, do I love driving. It is, I have a nice car. I love driving. I love being able to go as far as I bloody want on land. Beautiful. But I also like to cycle, and I have a lot of respect for cities and countries that make this a priority, which we do not. And the problem with Toronto, and I think this is, you know, one of the many reasons people hate us, but we seem to think that there these problems are like, it's just like, it's like a virus that is only affecting us here. And we don't know how to do with, deal with anything and no one's ever dealt with it before. And that's what I feel like a lot of the politicians here, that is their the way, you know, the shitty ones anyway, the way they, they approach like the, the whole cycling bike lanes issue. I'll constantly worry about congestion. Let me tell you something. You, you have two lanes on Bloor Street that have cars in them. It's still going to be congested. It's still going to be just jam-packed with cars. So why not restrict people, turn them off from driving, get in your bike. I went for a bike ride today, took bike lanes the whole time. It was great. And the other thing too, Sue Ann Levy, she is a slow cyclist, okay? She's she's not outright saying it, but you know, people want to pass her and they're not ringing their bell when they're passing her in those bike lanes. She's getting a little upset about it cuz I she says, you know, I guess I'm too slow. Okay? So if you want to just, if you see Sue Ann Levy, really lay on the bell. Lay on the bell. Let her know that uh, I see you. I don't care for your thoughts. Um, We need to look at uh, other countries like uh, Norway, um, Copenhagen. Those are the places that know how to do this shit. Even, Even Montreal. They got way more bike lanes than we have. Hundreds and hundreds of miles more. Or kilometers, whatever you want, whatever feels bigger, okay? But yeah, it's like there are parts of of cycling in this city that 
that I know. It's like maybe this is maybe this is where I die right now because it's uh, horrific. It's horrific. And reading this horrible, <laughs> horrible thing, the answer is not to tax cyclists more than they are already being taxed in other ways. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, I pay tax. I pay a lot more f- to drive a car, but I should because I'm burning dinosaur blood into the air and it's fucking everything up. Jesus. Um. So, guys, yeah, this has been episode 25. Thanks for listening. I will be coming to you live from Halifax next week. I will be staring across uh, at PEI as I record the next one, probably. And, uh, yeah, it's nice. I like taking the podcast with me, you know? I've been to Maui. We've done it in fucking Winnipeg. We've uh, done it in Toronto. That's the home base, baby. So now we're going to take it to the East Coast. And uh, maybe I'll work out there. I don't know. I'm I'm going to look into the, the tick situation, what, what, the, 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 what kind of ticks they have there. Just like a, a Pokemon game full of ticks. Uh, and in the meantime, before I go, I'm going to try to eat as much uh, bandage sandwich as I can. And remember the sacrifice that was made so I could do stupid shit like this. Good night! <laughs>